0: Hi everyone, I'm your host Shira Delkow, and welcome to the first official episode of Powerful Voices. Today's episode begins a mini series called Why My Band that will explore banned books and why everyday people's characteristics are regularly opposed. But for today, we will focus on book bans in the LGBTQ community, why they happen, and how we can each fight them. I want to say that I'm not personally a member of the LGBTQ community, so I will apologize if I get anything wrong, but we can live and learn together. I hope through this episode that both you and I can learn just a little bit more of how we can prevent LGBTQ book bans and why it matters so much that we do. I want to begin with a little history of the LGBTQ rights movement. The U.S. LGBTQ rights movement began in 1924, when Henry Gerber founded the first gay rights organization in the U.S., the Society for Human Rights, which eventually stagnated over the next few decades as World War II took over and members of the LGBTQ community were put in concentration camps and branded with the Dread Pink Star. In the 1950s, Henry Hay founded the nation's first gay rights group, the Mattachine Foundation, and began the nation's first gay publication. A lesbian publication followed suit a few years later. In the 1960s, gay rights were heavily debated in law form, especially in those that prohibited gay people from drinking at bars. This was also the decade in which the term transgender was coined. This was followed by the Stonewall Inn event in 1969, which was a landmark event in LGBTQ history, in which the Stonewall Inn, a gay club, was raided, but this was a point in time in which members of the gay community had gone through years of police harassment. So they were totally fed up with being treated terribly and fought back. A huge riot and five days of protests ensued in the wake. It was this anniversary a year later in which Christopher Street Liberation Day occurred and people marched to commemorate this incident. For those of you who are trying to pinpoint the first pride parade, this would be the time you're looking for. So after this is a history many of us know. Gilbert Baker created the pride flag, which he unveiled at a pride parade in 1978. In 1993, President Clinton passed a don't ask, don't tell policy, where gays could serve in the military as long as their sexuality was kept a secret. And I know people aren't always looking for my opinion here, but why would anyone bar a gay person from serving in the military? I mean, you want people to be in your military. There is literally a person who wants to do that. It doesn't really follow any logical sense. But I guess a lot of this doesn't follow any logical sense. I think that's the point. It's all sort of rooted in fear and fury. So continuing on, Obama got rid altogether of this military ban in 2011, but the DOMA law, the Defense of Marriage Act of 1996, was still in play. Over a decade after its establishment, the Supreme Court slowly repealed the law by legalizing same-sex marriage in a way where states couldn't ban it until Obama got rid of it. In 2015, same-sex marriage was officially legalized, and in 2022, the Respect for Marriage Act was passed, in which states were required to recognize marriage certificates from other states. And I need you to pause here. Like, really take that in. This law was passed in 2022, exactly one year ago, so clearly this is still an issue, right? And legislation such as the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida that seeks to ban teaching of LGBTQ content in the school system is just more proof of how current these issues are. So now that you have a little bit of the history, I think it will be a little easier to understand the next part of today's episode censorship and book bans. So clearly the LGBTQ plus community does not have a long history of being accepted or loved by the broader community. And I think that while some things have gotten better in recent years, one of the things that has gotten consistently worse is censorship and book banning. So book banning in the U.S. originates all the way back to the colonial era when religion inspired people to censor a lot of information. Since then, it has been perpetuated by the pro-slavery sentiments in the pro-slavery South, and by elites in the Northeast who disliked obscene or sexualizing content. But recently, the huge battleground has been in schools and libraries, where parents and legislator has argued against books with certain political, sexual, or social norm content being shared with today's youth. PEN America, a nonprofit that focuses on intolerance and censorship surrounding banned books, says that an estimated 1,500 book bans have been established, affecting 874 titles, 86 school districts, and 26 states. These bans can be anything from parent to community challenges to administrative decisions to actions via the government officials that Aim to make a previously accessible book removed, restricted, or admonished. So, these bans are extremely prevalent. But in America, a lot of people think these bans are good. They are not. First of all, and I want to state this clearly, book bans stem from ignorance and are attacks on ideologies that people do not understand. They stem from fear and distrust, especially of marginalized groups of people. They aim to erase voices and experiences. A lot of people think that reading a book about something automatically makes you that something, but that's like saying that reading a book about an amphibian would turn you into an amphibian. It's just not true. The other thing that books do is help us experience the world around us. By eliminating what people read, we are eliminating actual experiences and the people around us. Books are a way for people to understand that they matter, When people ban books, it's as bad as telling them to their faces that they shouldn't exist and that there's something fundamentally wrong with them. Banned books are often the ones that have fought the hardest to get there. They are the ones whose stories need to be told the most because they're the ones the world has not yet seen. Reading books that represent all types of people helps people understand that those that exist in a world with them, they build empathy, understanding, confidence and interaction Today's interview is with M Share, a high school student. I sincerely hope that their thoughts on book bans will inspire you to tell others and possibly read some of the books they will recommend.
1: Hi, I'm M. Cher, I am a ninth grader and some things I like to do is I play guitar and I have pets and siblings and I love to read books, which will come in handy during this episode. And some things I really don't like is broccoli and running, but
0: I do them nonetheless. Thanks, Em, so much for being on the show. Um, so a lot, a lot of all we, what I'm trying to do in this podcast is reach out to people and give them a little bit more of a reason to care about issues in this world and like care about each other. So, what what is LGBTQ plus book banning like? Why why is it an issue that you care about, and why would you tell others to care about it as well?
1: Book banning puts a stop to a lot of access to knowledge. And for some people, books are one of the only ways they can consume knowledge about things that are happening in the news and other people's experiences. And so by banning books, you ban people's ability to learn. And I think it's important that everyone has that right.
0: I would definitely say that. We do, we do a lot of learning at school and stuff like that yeah uh, so I guess what do you what does it really mean to you that people ban those books like I know you said that it's really important that we realize that people ban books but what does it mean to you A lot of the books
1: I've read have been banned books and I think it goes to show how many people are scared of what people will think of them reading books and what those, what the implementations of reading those books has. And so I think by banning books, it gives people kind of a pillow to fall back on in terms of this is something I'm scared of, and this is why you should be scared of it too.
0: So would you say that's why people ban books? Because it's like out of negative emotions, like fear and especially fear of the unknown.
1: Yeah. And they kind of project that onto other people and Tell them that
0: that is how they should feel too. That sucks. Yeah. So is that, so that's why you think people still ban books is because they're still afraid of like everything going on in the world. And so that's a way for them to hide in their shell and sort of like that. So people shouldn't be doing that just to be clear. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I know you're by no means an expert on all this stuff, but what advice could you give to others that are struggling with book bans and stuff like that. If you can't read about
1: it, find people who you can just talk to about it. There will always be people who share experiences with you, and there will always be people who have experiences that are not your own. And so if you can't learn through reading books, learn through talking to people.
0: That's some really good advice. I think that's better than I would have said it myself. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Last sort of note is we're talking about book bans, and I'm especially relating to LGBTQ plus community. So I'm hoping that people will go out and read some uh, banned books after this, just sort of in like a little protest or just to educate themselves a little bit more. So I guess, have you read any well-known banned books or especially LGBTQ plus banned books? And are there any that you would recommend to others?
1: Yeah, so I've read a lot of books and a lot of them have been banned. Um, one of my favorites is They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. And it is about these two boys who are coming into their sexuality and the title alone tells you what happens, but it is a beautiful book and I would recommend it to anyone. Another book I read is Last Night at the Telegraph Club by Melinda Lowe, which is another LGBTQ plus book about two girls, um, and it is also a beautiful book that I recommend.
0: Cool! Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Em. We'll of course. Hope to see you back soon. Thank you. I hope you took something meaningful from that interview. And I want to add to what Em said. People get very scared in this world. And when they get scared, they don't want to hear that they are scared. It is our job to be that voice of reason and truth. But we need to remember that anytime you tell a truth, there is someone who does not want to hear that truth. And in the spirit of truth, and in the spirit of protesting book bans, I want to give you a few LGBTQ book recommendations that are commonly on the banned books list. You can start with All Boys Are in Blue by George M. Johnson. This has become one of the most banned books in the US and is about growing up black and queer. The book is restricted because of LGBTQ plus content, profanity, and sexually explicit scenes. Gender Queer and Lawnboy are other unpopular books. They've been banned, challenged, and restricted for LGBTQ plus content and for being sexually explicit. This book is Gay by Juno Dawson has been banned, challenged, relocated, and restricted for providing sexual education and LGBTQ plus content. And lastly, Beyond Magenta was banned and challenged for LGBTQ content and because it was considered to be sexually explicit. Reading these books and understanding others' perspectives, or maybe even seeing yourself reflected in these books, can be critical to eliminating ignorance. Maybe if you find one that you like, you can recommend that book to another person. Eliminate a little bit more ignorance. And anytime you or anyone else hesitates, I want you to ask, is it really dangerous for people to learn about other people who live in society with them? I hope you learned something today and can share that knowledge with someone else. See you in the next episode. So much gratitude to MShare Cher for the interview, and many thanks to Pen America, CNN, The Guardian, History.com, the ACLU, the ALA, the Harvard Library, and NPR for any and all background information. See you next time on Powerful Voices.